Dwight L. Moody printed the words, God is love, on every light in the old Moody Church in Chicago. His personal study of God's love evoked the response, I just couldn't help loving people. A sermon on God's love ministered to him so completely, tears would stream down his face. But oh, my friend, most Christians are just kind of touched occasionally with the need of reaching the lost. But this passion for lost men and women ought to dominate our lives. I'm going to be talking about it today on Dayspring. I want you to come along. Let's worship and let's listen to the Word of God. I'm Rex Bullock. This is Dayspring, the program that teaches that those that sow in tears shall reap with joy. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. It says in Psalm 126, verse 6, He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Well, today Rex Bullock comes with a message called Evangelism with a Passion. And I do hope you'll stick around for that, my friend. Along with our great music and worship, Rex will be sharing in a little bit about a crusade on the island of Fiji where he'll be speaking, along with some other items of interest for you. But first, let's open our worship time with Vance and Jeannie Sharp singing a song called Arms Around the World. Broken hearts, crying eyes, wait alone in the dark of the night. It's time we went beyond the walls of our own lives. It's time. Time we heard the cries one by one, hand in hand, heart to heart. Oh, we've got to understand there's so much more to life than living day to day. We've got to
And now here's one of the busiest men I know going about and doing his father's business. Here's Rex. Well, the worship today has just been outstanding, wonderful. Thank you so much for the uplifting time of music and praise. I always enjoy it. And thank you, Joe Alcorn, for being here and for keeping our worship service flowing. What an honor and privilege to serve along with you and share the good news of the gospel. Say, my friend, I have just so much that I really want to tell you today, and I pray that uh, you will keep open ears and an open heart because we're going to talk about sharing our faith with a passion. That's right. There's a difference between just kind of going through a routine and and uh, sort of mumbling our way through what we believe and being excited and sharing God's love with a true passion. Well, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about a little bit later. I want to mention uh, two or three things to you right now. So perk up and uh, listen, if you're one of our many, many friends in uh, central Pennsylvania, I hope that uh, you will plan on being with us this coming Friday evening for a great time of worship and celebration as well as uh, a banquet feast. Uh, We're going to be together in uh, Shemokin Dam, Pennsylvania at Ted's on the Hill for a great day-spring banquet. This is for all our many, many friends who listen to WPGM and Danville and WBGM and New Berlin, Pennsylvania. And uh, I look forward to seeing so many of you that I really haven't gotten to see in a long, long time. And uh, our friends there at WPGM and WBGM are giving the particulars of the information, the telephone numbers and uh, the location. But I just really want you to plan on being with us. It'll be at 7 o'clock. Don and Cheryl Gessner, our longtime ministry friends and tremendous worship leaders, will be there. Uh, I'm going to be talking to you out of my heart and sharing. We're going to have a great time of prayer. And so would you just uh, mark it on your calendar? Now, coming up the last of February, beginning the 26th of February, I will be in the country of Fiji. We're going to be there for the great Fijian Listener Crusade. Uncle Charlie from the Children's Bible Hour in Grand Rapids, Michigan, will be there along with uh, me. And uh, I am so excited about the possibility of getting to meet with so many of our listeners and friends in that island nation and praising God together. I'm asking all our uh, many supporters and friends in other parts of the world to pray that God will ignite a fire in the nation of Fiji and make this a time of powerful harvest and uh, a reviving again of the church there. And uh, I'm just so anxious to uh, be on the scene, and uh, we're looking forward. We're preparing in our hearts for this time. It's going to be a tremendous team there. So would you mark it on your calendar that... uh, you, during this time, will pray for the Dayspring team, 
for me, for Uncle Charlie Vandermeer, as we go and uh, enter in to this time of the Fijian Listener Crusade. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I tell you, I'm believing God to do a mighty, mighty work. Say, my friend, have you claimed your copy of More Than a Carpenter? It's a classic by Josh McDowell. And here's Joe Alcorn to tell you how that you can receive it. I want to hear from you this week. Your prayers, your support, just the fact that you're letting us know that you're really there and receiving the material that we're making available is so meaningful. Say, listening friend, will you join me and other friends of Dayspring in praying for Rex and the team as they head for the island of Fiji to bring the good news of the gospel of Christ? We would appreciate it so much. Also, we'd like you to claim your copy of Josh McDowell's More Than a Carpenter. It's a good book to share with someone who has not embraced the gospel of Christ. Ask for your copy of More Than a Carpenter as you write and share a financial gift with Dayspring. Our address, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. That's P.O. Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. We also have a toll-free telephone number where you can order. It's one 800 783 D-A-Y-S. And say, listening friend, if Dayspring has been a special help to you, you can tell Rex by email. It's rexbullock at cs.com. rexbullock at cs.com. Now before today's message, evangelism with a passion, the singers would like you to join them in a worship song called When I Look Into Your Holiness. When I look into Today's message is called Evangelism with a Passion, and our scripture text is Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Here's Rex. 
A young man excitedly uh, entered a barber shop and shouted, Mr. Arnold, Mr. Arnold, Mr. Arnold, your store is on fire. And uh, with this, a man leaped from a chair and ran wildly out the door and down the street. And then he stopped and said, what am I doing? My name isn't Arnold. (laughs) It's a silly story, isn't it? Yes. But there was a man sensitive to danger. Jesus was sensitive to the tragic plight of man. And this sensitivity impelled him to reach out and lift up fallen humanity. It superseded defeats and disappointments. It conquered hate and prejudice and doubt and death. To put on Christ means to put on the sensitivity of Christ. It means concern and compassion. It means to have a genuine passion for lost men and women. It's good for us to compare our compassion and concern for others with that of Jesus. Let me ask you, how long has it been since you wept over those around you in your community, your next-door neighbor, the family right down the block? How long since you wept over the spiritual needs of your church? How long has it been since you were disturbed so much that you were unable to sleep, disturbed because you knew of individuals that were fighting real battles and they were, they were going through hard times and, and they may have even been really in a terrible situation. You couldn't sleep about it? How long has that been? Well, it was Jesus' deep yearning, his compassionate love for people that drew them to him. And to that extent, this love and compassion ought to motivate us. We'll make our testimony felt when that's the case. Every individual understands the language of love on fire. Now, even though I'm a great believer in using the most up-to-date methods in the most aggressive way possible, yet I strongly believe there is one all-important requisite, which, when it's missing, does more to hinder our work than anything else. It's a passion for Jesus Christ. Spiritual realities and eternal verities. The attitude of complacency does more to hinder you and me than everything else combined. It was a political leader a number of years ago that says, a greater threat to our day than Atheism is our number one enemy, complacency. The early church was born in an age of corruption when every moral law was violated without conscience. Its members had very little wealth. In fact, my friend, most of them were poverty-stricken. They had no social prestige and no help from Christian institutions. They were without privileges and advantages such as we have today, but they were possessed with a passion to save men and women. You study the lives of great Christians, and you'll notice that the the tremendous themes that characterize their ministries. Let me just mention one or two. George Whitfield, yes, he preached, ye must be born again so often that many, many people criticized him. When he was asked, 
why he used the same text over and over. He answered, because ye must be born again. Jonathan Edwards often emphasized God's judgment. Billy Sunday stressed, be sure your sin will find you out. Gypsy Smith, that tremendous evangelist of yesteryear, was a man who lived the beauty of Christ. And God put on A.B. Simpson's heart the message of world evangelism. D.L. Moody had a major theme. He printed the words, God is love on every light in the old Moody church. His personal study of God's love evoked the response, I just couldn't help loving people. A sermon on God's love ministered to him so completely that tears would stream down his face. But now each of these people, George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards, Billy Sunday, Gypsy Smith, A.B. Simpson, Dwight L. Moody, and every person that God uses, had in common a passion to see men and women brought to him. Their fervent desire to see people come to Christ made the difference. Most Christians are touched occasionally with the need of reaching the lost or helping a person. If the sermon is right, if the emotional involvement is sufficient, we tell ourselves that we really must do something about helping others or winning people to Jesus Christ. But this passion for the lost ought to dominate our lives. It was the passion that that caused Paul to write, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrowing in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Now, Paul could not give up his spiritual experience as a sacrifice to see others saved, but he could dedicate his life to that cause. Now, let me tell you, the best mechanics that soul-winning courses can offer will not motivate anybody to win people to Jesus. I mean, you can have all of the seminars, you can have all of the mechanics, all of the how-tos, but can I tell you that a true revival will. We need a revival that will shake us out of our smug, church-going complacency while lost men and women are passing into eternity at the rate of scores every minute. Instead of asking the easy question, what is wrong with our evangelism, I think probably we ought to ask, what is wrong with our hearts? Where's the passion? Where's the burden? Where's the urgent mood? That expectancy that made our evangelism joyous, spontaneous, and effective, not only not only in our evangelistic events, but also in our church services. There ought to be a mood of expectancy, believing that people are going to come to know the Lord. That, that can't be organized. It can't necessarily be orchestrated. Compassion can never be compelled. Passion is never a matter of pressure or promotion or program. 
regardless of how sincere that may be. I mean, you, you can have sincere pressure. You can have smooth promotion. You can have slick programs. No. When evangelism is a passion, it is used of, used of, to advance the kingdom. When it's a promotion, it is used by men to enlarge an institution. When evangelism is a passion, there's joy. There's exhilaration. When evangelism is just a promotion... There are pressure and strain in the performance of its duties. I tell you, when evangelism is a passion, there's spontaneity, there's urgency. When it's just a promotion, witnessing is coaxed and it's coached and it's coerced. When evangelism is a passion, it's a spiritual exercise of the caring heart you love people so much that nothing else matters. When evangelism is a promotion, it's just a religious gimmick to achieve ecclesiastical success. Now, God declared in His Word a long time ago, where there is no vision, the people perish. One of the primary elements of vision is a passion for souls. And unless we have a genuine burden and a passion for men and women, we will never have a vision of our field and the task to be done. A passion for the hearts of men and women is born in one place, the place of prayer. So I ask you, how is the world to be one for Christ? Well, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world. Go where? You got it. Into all the world. Now that may mean some distant land could mean Africa, could mean Europe. It, it may mean some place in the South Pacific. I don't know. But it also may, may mean next door. It will probably mean the next block or the next row of seats. It may mean to speak to the individual working at the next machine or bench or desk. It may mean putting salt in the water cooler. That's right, the place where people gather at work. And you create an atmosphere to where there's a winsomeness, there's an appeal for the gospel in your own life. Passion, that's the need. Whoever we may be, whether a minister or whether a layperson, we need a holy passion. We need a heavenly vision with all its accompanying passion. It was a characteristic of the men and women of that early church. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 4, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Now, if we in the 21st century were called upon to face that kind of scattering, I wonder what our record would be. I wonder. I wonder if they would say they went everywhere and backslid. They went everywhere and forgot about vital Christianity. Not so with those early New Testament Christians. They had the spirit of their master, of whom it was said, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. The Apostle Paul caught the same spirit. He said, It is good to be zealously affected. 
You have passion. You have a yearning to see those that you love, those next door, one to Christ. I want you to join with me right now in prayer. Father, we're coming with a host of others. We don't know where they are. They're scattered in various places around the world, some in North America, some in the islands of the sea, others in other continents. But we're all meeting together because we've come in your name and we've come to pray that you will send a renewed holy passion, a a, a new fire upon us all. And God, I'm asking that you're going to touch our hearts and give us, give us that zeal, give us that which it takes so that truly the man next door will sense and feel our heart and he'll come to know Jesus Christ as a result. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And we give you all the praise. And if there's one right now who doesn't know you, I'm just asking that that person will say, Yes, Lord. Yes, I open my heart to you and give you my life. All these things we pray in your name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening today and being a part of this great service Say, my friend, next week, I'll be back. And the whole team, and I hope that you'll join us, tell a friend about Dayspring, and let's together have a passion for men and women so that we can bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Dayspring. And I just want to remind you about ordering your copy of More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell as you share a gift with Dayspring. Our address... Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. And our toll-free telephone number is 1-800-783-DAYS. Well, next week, Rex talks about grace. Plan to join us then. Now, on behalf of all of us here at Dayspring, goodbye until next week at this same time on this fine station. Let's be-